There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's make this confession of faith. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to stay standing for just one second. Go to John chapter 6, verse 71. John is the beloved disciple. He's called beloved because him and Jesus had a tight relationship. Uh, John would be seen in public laying on Jesus' bosom or his shoulder or his chest area. John, when uh, Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looks at his mother Mary and he says, woman, behold thy son. In other words, he, he says, he, and he says to John, behold thy mother. He says, take care of my mama because I'm gone. He says, I'm out. He says, and I need somebody to take care of because I know my brothers can't be trusted. So John has this special relationship with the Lord uh, that's slightly different than the others. John 6 and 71 says this. He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he was one of the 12. Touch your neighbor and say, you pick your own Judas. Who picked the 12? Jesus did. In, in other words, watch this. A lot of the issues you have, you picked them. I'm going to need you to look at your neighbor and say, stop picking issues. Look at the other person and say, stop picking projects as friends. He spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he was one of the twelve, here it is, was going to betray him. I want to preach for just a little bit uh, from this subject as we wrap this series up. Today I was planning on doing two separate messages. I'll see how the spirit flows. It may just be the same one. I may go another direction at 11.15. But this thing was so stirred in me yesterday, I literally had to close my laptop and just start walking. Uh, because the Lord said, son, he says, most folks want to talk about the Judases that hurt them. He says, but they never talk about the Judas in themselves. I want to preach from a little bit from this concept, the gospel according to Judas. 
Father, speak to us now. Customize. Taylor, make this word for us, your people, that we will move and walk in what you've ordained. Father, we've declared freedom on our row. I declare freedom from the issues that yet remain, that it's coming to every row under the sound of my voice, every person watching us on every digital location today. I pray that the Judas in them would be ejected today, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. 915, can we give God one more victorious shout? You can be seated. The reason I have that you shout is because when you shout, you're calling things that are out of order into order. It is now tantamount to the ram's horn in Scripture. And in Scripture, every time things were out of order or people were scattered and they needed to be called into order, they would blow the ram's horn. You and I don't have a ram's horn, but we do have a shout. And every time we shout, I'm not just being emotional. I am, in fact, being very spiritual. I'm calling things that are out of order into order. So I need you to watch this. When we shout, not to look around like I'm not a shouting type. What you're saying is I'm not the type that likes things in order but I think there's somebody on your road that believes the freedom that was declared is gonna happen so watch this before I get into this word can you just let out one more victorious shout that calls things that are out of order into order baby that's spiritual warfare I'm telling everything that's out of order it's got to get itself into order we're in the last message of this series, All These Issues, and we've been talking about healing for your soul, which we've learned through this series is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. And if you'll notice something, if you've been here the entire series, all this month, every message has been about you. I'm going to back that thing up so that you get it. Every message this month in our series, All These Issues, has been about you. Every single message has been about you identifying. We started out, you need to get your eyes checked. Because we realize that our greatest issues of all issues is our perspective. It's not what we're looking at, but it's how we see it. Then week two, we started that weekend and, and that week's message is talking about uh, you can be saved but scarred. In other words, it can be over but the scars can still remain. And we learned that you can be out of your Egypts in life but Egypt can still be in you. I need you to realize God doesn't just want you delivered from something. God wants you, watch this, to be free from the scars of something. You need to stop acting like an abandoned man. You need to stop acting like an abandoned woman. You got to stop acting like you were hurt by other people why because if you continue to perpetuate your scars your scars will be passed down and I need you to know you're the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline but watch me you're not going to do that if you don't address your scars Last week on Easter Sunday, we started that week learning this, uh, that it needed to happen. There are certain issues that arose in our lives that needed to happen. And those issues needed to happen because sometimes when we stop listening, God has to use our issues to get our attention. And in the scripture, God used the Midianites to get the attention, watch me, to get the attention of other people. I need you to catch this, uh, and to get the attention of his people. Sometimes in life, you will be dealing with issues. And you're saying, God, why does this persist? Sometimes it persists because God says, you're not listening, Linda. I need you to lay your hands on your ears and say, God, give me an ear to hear. Give me an ear to hear. Some of the stuff that you keep going through and it keeps happening over and over and over again. Watch this. It's not the devil. That's why when you prayed for it to leave, it didn't leave. It is, in fact, God. Because God says, you don't listen. You talk too much. You think you know everything. And you don't realize you're hurting, so you hurt other people. You're scarred, so you scar other people. You hate those that love you and love those that hate you. And so I have to let Midian prevail. Somebody say it needed to happen. They needed to lie on you so that you learn to lean on Jesus. They needed to walk out so that you learn not to worry about people. It needed to happen. I need somebody to give God five seconds of praise for everything that needed to happen. It you ain't ready. 
You're not ready. Somebody say it needed to happen. You needed to lose that job so that you'd put your faith in Jesus. You, you needed to lose that car so you'd put your faith in him. You needed that relationship to end so you'd realize you made a God out of them. They didn't want to go to church so you wouldn't go to church. They didn't want to pray so you wouldn't want, y'all not saying nothing to me. You needed that relationship to fail so that you learned to keep God first. So now here we are in this last message and Today's is most significant of all of them because we all like to talk about the Judases that we've encountered. Referring to someone that betrayed us or hurt us after we trusted them. But I want to ask you this question. Have you ever challenged the Judas in you? Have you ever looked at who you've betrayed? Have you ever looked at, watch this, how you betray yourself? Have you ever looked at the people who were in your corner that you treated bad? Have you ever looked at what you do to God on a daily? You ain't got to shout, but it's going to be good. No, how I just dare you to hunt somebody on the side. Say it's going to be good anyway. It's going to be good. Today, I want to talk about the Judas in you, which betrays you, your future, your focus, and your faith. And if you are already thinking, Bishop, this is a great message for somebody else, and it isn't for me, it's for you the most. Because if we went back into history and let Judas tell the gospel, it'd be different. Judas wouldn't see himself as a betrayer. He'd call himself a victim. Judas wouldn't see himself as a sorry man. He'd see himself as a man that was in a bad situation. He wouldn't see himself as somebody that didn't know how to appreciate real love. He'd see himself as somebody that was misunderstood. Today, I came to snatch the Judas in you out of you. If we were to let Judas tell the story, it'd be different. Many of the issues that you and I face are based on our feelings about something, not the facts about something. If we let you tell it, would it be the truth or your truth? If we let you tell the story, you ever had somebody that you just knew was a liar? And you knew they were lying because they was talking? And, and watch me. And when they started talking, it, it, we had this saying in the South. I don't know if y'all have it in Denver. Let's see if y'all got it. And, and, and when somebody's talking and you know they're lying, you say, let them tell it. Do y'all have that here? So, like, listen, everybody saw that, that, you know, that I just pushed the mic. But when you're dealing with somebody that's a lie, you say, let them tell it. There was a ghost in the room that pushed the mic, and nothing ever works out for them. And everybody's always against them, and now they're crying and getting emotional because they don't want to own the fact that they pushed up and they had no business touching Mm. The gospel according to Judas is one of ignored issues. Can we walk it out? Let's go Bible. Here's the first thing. Ignored issues make you become what you hate. In John 6, 71, they, the Bible says he spoke of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Who's Judas's daddy? Simon Iscariot. For he was one of the 12 who was going to betray him. Look at me. Judas is the son of Simon Iscariot. And when we think of the word son, we think of a literal son, a father and a Son, but another definition of son, it is quite interesting. In fact, it is quite profound. There's a profound, there's a level of profundity that exists in this particular level of understanding that gives you an erudite prowess to realize that son has a greater meaning. What I just say, it means more than just natural son. Watch me. Here's what it means. It means the product, Jesus, of a person, influence, or an environment. Back it up. It means you're the product of a person. Which means you can be the son of somebody you never met. Because their influence has got you doing things. 
It's real quiet up right through here. It means influence. Somebody can be influencing you, which is why I always tell people, you better be careful of the people you got around you. It's such a sad thing as a pastor to see people who are doing well and they get around sorry people and now they're sorry like the people they get around. It's a sad thing to have to watch. Then it means environment. You can literally be in an environment where you're a son of an environment. <laughs> you're, the, you're the son of an environment. Which means because you saw something, you are now the product of something. So the reason you don't like nobody's mama is because you got a bad relationship with your mama. So when you see somebody else with a good relationship with theirs, you want to attack that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm coming for Judas. I'm coming for him. I came ready, Judas. Come on. I worked out last night. Let's go. Got my good stretch joggers on. I'm ready. You can literally be the son of an environment where you are used to people tearing one another down. So when you come in an environment that builds one another up, you don't know how to handle that because you're the son of an environment. Can I show you something? Not only, watch this, is, is Judas the literal son of Simon Iscariot. He's the son of the environment of Simon Iscariot. Now, you may say, well, Bishop, what does that mean? Simon means snub nose, which means prideful and unrepentant. So Judas is the son or the product of a prideful and unrepentant man. Why does Judas never ever confess his sins to Jesus? Because he's the son of an environment. He's the son of pride and unrepentant. I'm not wrong, you're wrong. I'm not going to own it. And I'm going to tell you that spirit is alive and well in America today. Well, I won't apologize. I'll just twist it to make it fit what I wanted it to be. And I'm going to tell you that spirit's dangerous. Stop somebody. How about I say it's dangerous? He's prideful. And he's unrepentant. I'm not apologizing. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not saying nothing. Not only is he the son of Simon, but Iscariot. Watch Iscariot. Iscariot means traitor. Oh, we're going to go there. So Judas is the son. Watch me. Judas is the son of an arrogant, unrepentant traitor. What are you the son of? What are you the product of? Because here's the reality. I don't care how grown you are. I don't care how saved you are, you're the son of something. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, you're the son of something. You're the son of so here's what Judas is. Watch this. Here's what, watch this. Here's what he becomes. He becomes what he hates. So Judas loves who hates him. And he hates who loves him. Because ignored issues make you what you hate. How do you know he ignored his issues? Have you read his life? Maybe you haven't. That's what we're doing today in church. Here's the second thing. Ignored issues make you deny your issues. See, when you're arrogant, unrepentant, and a traitor, you become the very people you say, I don't want to be nothing like that. And what you don't even realize is you are her. The man you didn't want to be, that's what you've become. The people you said, I never want to act like that, that's who you act like. Oh, Bishop, I need some I need my prayer warriors praying right through here. I, 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 but I guarantee you, your rogue, I prophesied freedom. Your rogue's going to get freedom. We're going to have to go digging, but it's coming up out of you. Watch me. Ignore the issues, make you deny your issues. Matthew 26, 25. 
So we know who Judas is the son of. He's the son of Simon Iscariot. But, but Simon Iscariot is also an environment. He's an environment of unrepentance. He never saw his daddy apologize for anything. So he thinks to apologize means you're weak. He thinks to own his stuff means he's weak. I need to say to every man in here, you are not weak because you own it. You are weak because you don't. Men of God and men of strength can say, I messed up there, I messed up there, I messed up there. And watch this, there's a couple you didn't find. I messed up over here and over there. I own it and I'm going to fix it. I need you to watch this to shout that God is restoring strength into men. Shout there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong, men, with being repentant. And so he watches his daddy not only not apologize and be unrepentant, his daddy never changed. See, repentance isn't just an apology. Repentance is change that follows an apology. So his, his daddy not only doesn't apologize, his daddy doesn't change. He watches daddy, I'm going to do better. You right. You right. You right. You right. You right. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. And he never does better. So Judas thinks being, watch this, Judas thinks manhood is talking it, never walking it. It's quiet in this church. But watch this. Watch this. Matthew 26, 25. Judas, who would betray him, answered, is it I, Rabbi? Jesus has said, one of y'all going to betray me. Watch what Judas says. Is it me? Look at Jesus' response. You just said so. Jesus tells him, you're the guy with the problem at the table. I told my prayer warriors to pray. I don't feel no prayers. I don't have no backup in the spirit. This is just one officer on scene. Jesus tells him, son, you the guy with the issue at the table. That was Judas's opportunity to say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look at this. He says, you have said so. Go to the next verse. The next verse says that they kept eating. You'll catch it in a minute. You'll catch it in a minute. Even when confronted directly, he didn't accept the invitation to own his issues. What were Judas' issues at the point? John, we're going to learn it a little bit, tells us that Judas had been stealing from Jesus from the first day he was with Jesus. Can I let some of you know why certain people treat you bad? It's because they got guilt about what you don't know. They have guilt about what they've been doing that you don't know nothing about. And so the reason they treat you poorly is because they scared to death. You're going to find out what they've been doing, who they've been talking to, who they've been inboxing. What? Need some backup in the spirit. Watch. This was his opportunity to say, wait a minute. So his silence became his sentence. I'll say it again. Our silence becomes our sentence. I probably could have said this for Wednesday, but new series on Wednesday, so got to move on. Jesus, watch me, didn't try to stop him. And some of you think that just because God hasn't stopped you, you think you're right with how you're acting. But I need only the people who really want to mature today. If you want to judge everybody else and not deal with yourself, don't do this. But if you want to mature today and get some freedom today, say, Lord, help me. Just because God hasn't stopped you doesn't mean you're right. We have this notion in the body of Christ that if God wants to stop it, he'll stop it. 
God don't want it to happen. He'll stop it. That's nowhere in your Bible. Why did Jesus pray your will be done? Because his will wasn't being done. Don't think just because God allows it that God accepts it. Ignored issues make you deny your issues. What did Judas do by silence? He, he denied his issues. Look, look at me. Look at me now, 15. Every time you are silent, when God gives you an opportunity to own it, you are in denial. And can I tell you, as a pastor, I, I literally I wrote this in the message and I had to delete it. Sometimes in talking with people, it's like leaving the planet. Because I'm listening and I'm saying, what? How do you even think that way about that? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. You ever talk to somebody like that? Be honest. And if you sit next to them, it's okay. They don't know who you're talking about. This way you're here. Where you had a conversation with them and you're like, what? Where did you even get that from? Who thinks like that? You really think that? Here it is. Here's the next thing. Ignored issues. Because see, when you're snub-nosed, you ignore. The gospel of Judas is ignored issues. Let, Jesus, let Judas tell it. That wasn't the right time to bring that up. Jesus. We were having dinner. I didn't want to ruin the mood. So you ruined your life because you didn't want to ruin a moment? I need you to not be afraid to have a conversation. Would you lay your hands on yourself say, don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid. Your silence will become your sentence. And I need everybody in here to realize your freedom, it often begins with a conversation. Here's the next thing. Ignore issues. Focus on everybody else's issues. Look at Judas' life. John 12, 4. When you read John, John really is petty. I like John. Because John, now some of y'all, let me clarify what petty means. Petty just means John calls out stuff nobody else called out. Because everybody else, when they write their gospel, it's more cute to the time of Jesus. John writes his years and years later. He writes it. That's why his says, in the beginning. That's how John starts. In the beginning was the word, the word was God. That's how John starts. So the reason John is like that is because John has time to think about what happened. And he looks at it differently now. Because when John was in the moment, you couldn't have told John that Judas was that way. See, some of y'all have misjudged people and you've called friends. Watch this. You've miscategorized people. You... But when you look back, you can say, that was never my friend in the first place. That was never somebody that was for me in the first place. John has time to think about it. So when he looks back, he throws these little lines in there like, he only said this because he was stealing. John is petty. I like him. John 12, 4. But Judas Iscariot, one of the disciples, watch Petty, who was about to betray him, said, why was the ointment not sold for 300 in an era and given to the poor? He said this, watch his petty, not because he cared about the poor. In that moment, you couldn't have told John that. John had time to think about just how much of a snake Judas was. He said this not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Touch the neighbor and say, John is so petty. 
Petty is just a colloquialism that means he, he brings up little facts to make a point that nobody asked him, but he wants you to know them. You, you may have a little petty in yourself. I wish the, there was some honest folk in here, but you, you'll bring up stuff nobody asks you, but you'll sometimes mention it. Married couples, you know your spouse sometimes gets a little petty. You ever, well, you mad about flowers, I'm mad about breakfast. I'm just saying. I, Watch me. Watch me. Look at, look at Judas. Judas is like this woman. So this is the woman with the alabaster box. And so she pours out the oil from her alabaster. I don't know the CC wine and so. She pours it out. You know the liturgical dancers? She pours it out. She pours out her oil. And Judas is like, What's she doing all that for? We could have sold that and gave it to the poor. In hindsight, John is like, you lie. You wasn't going to get that to the poor. You were going to use it for yourself. But Jesus was so blessed, even though you were stealing, we still had more than enough. Can you take two seconds and thank God to watch this? Even for the leeches in your life, God still made a way out of no way. And he still opened doors. What was Judas doing? See, if you let Judas tell it, I was there trying to just protect Jesus. But really, what was he doing? He was so worried about everybody else's issues that he ignored his own. Maybe you're distracted from your issues because you're busy judging somebody else's. So because you're judging their speck, you're missing your log. Ignored issues always bring up other people in the conversation. I'm coming for that spirit. I'm coming for it. I, oh, I like the way. Come on here. Watch. Judas, the spirit of Judas, here's what it does. We're talking, we're talking, me and you talking. Here's the spirit of Judas does. Well, what about this one? I ain't asked you nothing about that one. We ain't talking about that one. We're talking about you and you and you and you're going to love me. You, you. But Judas doesn't like it that way. Judas wants to bring up everybody else's issues. When it's time for prayer, Judas says, I'm good. Let me pray for those that needeth the prayer. For thine need no prayer and, and todayeth from the Lordeth. I'm good. God says, you're ignoring your own issues because you're so busy with everybody else's issues. You're drowning and don't know it. I'm coming for that spirit. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Here's the next one. Ignoring issues. These last three, these last, these last two, that leads us into the third. It's going to be good for us. Ignoring issues get people to agree with your issues. John 18.3. Watch Judas. Some of you get on the phone with Pope to take sides with you. You get people to turn against other people. I'm coming for it. This is Bible. You see, a lot of the issues we have, it's easy for us to point the finger at everybody else. And I know today's message, I, ain't nobody ran yet. 
I think one person sold and that, they're like, <laughs> but I'd much rather you take a little dime tap so that your May can be a month of miracles, signs, and wonders. Not repeating the same issues over and over again. If you just believe that your May is going to be a month of miracles, signs, and wonders, and you got to get these issues resolved before the end of April, would you release a praise in this atmosphere yet? Watch. Ignoring issues get people to agree with your issues. You'll get people on the phone to turn people against one another. You ever wonder why people were good and then they started acting crazy with you? That's because the Judas got a hold of them to turn them against you because of their issue with them. Oh, I see it happen all the time. See it happen all the time. John 18.3. So Judas, watch this, having procured a band of soldiers. What did he do? He got some people together to agree with his issues. Why do you need soldiers to get Jesus? Who's scared? Why'd you need co-signers? Who's scared? Let's go Bible. Goliath, watch me. Who's scared? You got a bunch of armor on. David walked down there with nothing but five rocks. Touch your neighbor and say, who's scared? Who's scared? I need to just jaywalk over here real quick to encourage somebody. The size of what comes against you is an indication of just how much fear it has about you. Because the reality is you need to say, I didn't come with all of that. Who's scared? Some of you need to stop being mad and you need to be glad. Why? Because the size of your enemy was a compliment, not an insult. Thank you for revealing just how great God is. Watch me. Judas procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and Pharisees. And they went with lanterns, torches, and weapons. All that to get Jesus? Who's scared? Why did you need to get on the phone to turn people against somebody? Oh, I'm coming for that spirit. Coming for it. Coming for it. It's going to be a 911 man down situation. What was the point? What was the point? Now, I'm not going to ask you to tell the truth about how many of us have done that. But parents, if some of you are honest, you've done that with your kids. Your mom won't let you do this, but I will. Now, you may think it's harmless, but what you created is division in your own house. So now the reason y'all can't make any progress is there's a division in your own house. In church, what's the point of turning somebody against somebody when we're on the same team? Look, Judas got people to agree with his issues. Don't you agree with me? Isn't it wrong how so-and-so talked to me? Isn't it wrong how so-and-so handled me? Isn't it wrong how so-and-so did this? Isn't it wrong how so-and-so did this? Isn't it wrong how so-and-so did this? Let me tell you how you know you don't want a solution. Because the person who could fix it, you didn't go to. I'm coming for that thing today. Coming for it today. Say freedom in my life. 
I rebuke, watch this, you getting co-signers. I, watch this, I declare there's going to be a level of spiritual maturity in all of us that we go to who can solve the problem rather than turning people against one another. That's a spirit of witchcraft and rebellion and division. And God has no parts in that. God is not in that. God's not in that. Oh, I'm standing up for righteousness. You're a witch. That's, God's not in that. God's not in that. God's not in that. Get a solution. Go to who can fix it. It's quiet in this church at the 915. Let me be clear about witch, just in case you're unfamiliar. It means, watch this, it means manipulator. That's what it means. That's Bible. Yes, this was a Wednesday message. Here's the next point. Ignored issues make you lose what you long for. You let Judas tell the story. I needed all those people with me. I needed somebody that could maybe help Jesus see it from another angle. Because everybody always sides with Jesus. Because he's right. <laughs> That's why. Jesus got all these guys around him. Look at Peter and all that. Look, Peter, cut the guy's ear off. Thank, I thank God for Peter's. They might fall, but when they bounce back, they'll cut somebody for you, won't they? Funny. Just joking. Just joking. Just joking. Obey your local, state, and federal laws. Matthew 27, 4. Saying, I have sinned. This is Jesus, uh, Judas talking. I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. They said, what is this to us? Wait a minute. Judas betrayed Jesus by going to these people who hated Jesus and getting with them. Here's what's amazing. Then after Judas had remorse for what he'd done, because he realized, watch this, he was the son of an environment that blinded him from seeing real love. Jesus was the only man to ever believe in him, the only man to ever challenge him, the only man to ever hold him to the carpet, the only man to ever do that. And so watch this. He, he doesn't even know how to receive that because he didn't even get it from his daddy. So he doesn't even know how to receive it. So because he doesn't know, how, are you still here? So because he doesn't even know how to receive it, guys, here's what happens. He goes back to those same guys that he betrayed Jesus because he was in with them. He was cool. Come on, let's go hang out. Come on, Pharisees, Sanhedrin, chief priests. Come on, let's go hang out. Hmm? Come on, let's go eat some white bread. <laughs> Butter. Um, let, let, let's go hang out. Let's, let's, go, let's go bowling. Let's go, let's go top golfing. After like the first, the first stroke, I'm done. I, I, that first one is good. I mean, it goes, after that, it's just pretty much, I'm just going to throw the ball after. <laughs> I, I, I was vacationing one time and, and, and they wanted to go top golf, so I went top golf. And, and after that first probably two, three strokes, I was like, this is just not going to work. So I literally, I just, I literally said, give me the ball. <laughs> I just threw the ball. Like that. So that's the way I'm going to play for the rest of the game. Back to our regular schedule message. Here's what happens, guys. He, he goes back to these guys and says, guys, I was wrong for how I treated Jesus. I sinned by betraying innocent blood. Have you ever done something and in the moment felt totally right? But then later on, when the Holy Spirit comes back and looks at you, you're like, I was totally. 
And I need you to not beat yourself up because we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of Jesus. But is there anybody that can thank him for his grace and for his mercy? His mercy is when he blocks the negative stuff we do deserve. But his grace is when he gives us something good we don't deserve. Somebody holler, thank you, Jesus. Watch, watch this. He, he, in the moment, he felt good. He felt justified because his issues were ignored. So in the moment while he was doing wrong, he felt justified until after he came out of that moment. And we've all had this happen, guys. I ain't going to have you raise your hands because we've all done it. Then when we come out of acting a fool, we're like, whoa, whoa. Can you clap your hands and tell God thank you? Because that's all of us. You had one argument with your spouse and you went out there and just... I'm doing the best I can with the time I got. Watch. After all of that's done, and Judas realizes, wait a minute. I betrayed him. He's gone. The ones I betrayed him with left once they got what they wanted. Jesus wanted me. They wanted something from me. And look what he says. He goes back. They said, what is that to us? See to it yourself. All of a sudden, all the hanging out, it ended. All of a sudden, all the buddy to buddy ended. All of a sudden, all of that ended. And it ended abruptly because there's some people that are sent into your life to distract you, to get you to mess up the good stuff God's doing for you. And I need you to just make this declaration and say, no more distractions, no more. Verse 5, and throwing down the pieces of silver. Wait a minute. Everything he had betrayed Jesus for, he threw it away. Can I ask us a question? The things that we don't put God first in our lives, those areas, that's like the pieces of silver. Here's what's amazing about Judas is that he lost. He lost what he betrayed Jesus for. See, sometimes we'll say everything else is more important than God. Everything else is more important than church. Everything else is more important than giving. Everything else is more important than that. What's amazing is before it's over is you will lose whatever you put before Jesus. I know this is a tough message for a Sunday morning, but I just need your role to get freedom. I, 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 so he throws down the silver and he departs. And watch what he does. He goes and hangs himself. You want to know why there's such, you, you want to know what they're saying is an epidemic in America? It's suicide. You, you want to know why? Can I tell you why? Oh, I guess y'all want to know. Can I tell you why so many people struggle with that? It's because the penalty for Judas has always been the same. L listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Shh, 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 shh. Clean it up. Shh. Soften it up. Shh. Look at me. We often experience those feelings because somehow, some way, we've betrayed something. Not all the time. Let me also be clear right here, too, because that's a sensitive subject. And it should be. That's not to negate mental health. That's not prayer. Fasting. Come on here. But Judas was so overcome with guilt and condemnation. 
because he ignored his issues that he saw the only way out was to end. Over everybody under the sound of my voice, any spirits you've been entertaining, playing with, maybe it's not suicide. Maybe for you, it's been something else. Giving up on what you know you're supposed to do. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that and stand in agreement that you will not be overcome with guilt, condemnation, and shame. Even for the issues in your life, you will not be overcome with guilt, condemnation, and shame. Say, no, not me. me. Judas is overcome with guilt, condemnation, and shame, and so he thinks the only way out is to end. Are you here? Now watch this. Acts 1.20. For it's written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it. Let another take his office. What office is he referring to? That word there is the word bishopric. The 12 apostles were the bishops. They, they, they were the ruling apostles. They told the rest of them what to do. Here's the deal. What did he really want more than anything? He wanted to feel like he mattered. Want to know what Judas means? Needs praise. <laughs> I'm preaching better than Denver say they better. So Judas, so Judas, what he really wanted, he had. He had it with Jesus. He had it. He had a position. He had power. He had praise. People adored him. He, you're next to Jesus. You're one of Jesus' boys. Y'all out there healing people. You, look at you. But he had to lose what he longed for. Our issues, if we ignore them, will make us lose what we long for. Our issues, y'all, if we ignore them, will make us lose what we long for. Can we be honest for just a second? I know this is a you know, real direct message for a Sunday, but got to end the series. So. Could it be that some of what we've lost has been because of the Judas in us? It's sobering, right? Because in church, here's what we want to be doing right now. Turning around, talking about the devil, you're going to give me back everything you stole. What about the stuff we gave him? I am convinced, I'm convinced that if we let Judas tell the story, Judas would say, y'all got me all wrong. It wasn't like that. But here's the truth. Why didn't Judas get a chance to tell his story? Because it wouldn't be the truth. There are some of you under the sound of my voice, you feel like your voice is never heard. And sometimes the reason your voice isn't heard is because God says you haven't learned how to separate your feeling from facts. And if I empower you with influence and you're too emotional and you're too led by your feelings, and you want to know what's crazy, guys? You want to know what's crazy? You want to know what's crazy? Well, first of all, in my mind, I imagine y'all shouting by now, but I guess. <laughs> I mean, last night, I imagined it. Like, I'm supposed to be over here doing this by now. But, um, <laughs> but this is good for us, right? This is good for us. This is good for us. This is good. When you're having a good meal, sometimes you got to sit back, unbutton that top button. 
and just say, I know this is a lot, but I'm getting ready to go on fast, so excuse <laughs> Shoot. Yesterday I was having brunch, and I was having brunch. I ate my food, and the lady came by, and she gave us something. I said, I said, sweetheart, I'm going to need to use this now because I'm still hungry. <laughs> and I sure did. I got me another pancake. Sure did. Big one, too. You hear me? A big one, too. Watch. Can I ask you a question? How did this happen to a guy who spent three and a half years around God? Mm. Just think about it for a minute. Because we look at Judas and we're like, on Easter Sunday, a lot of our praise is from anger. Because how could they do him like that? He's the savior of the world. He's my healer, my way maker, my promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who he is. And so a lot of that is, I mean, especially when you see it, if you see it, you know, if you see it demonstrated, if you watch the passion of Christ, you'll be sitting there. <laughs> but we forget the fact that that was done by a person who went to church every week and God was his pastor. Woo, it, it, it's, it's silent in here. Silent to the last. So let me get ready to close. How did this happen to Judas? The same way it can happen to any of us. He didn't honor who he heard, what he heard, nor pay attention to how he heard. That's why Luke 8, 18 says, it says this, it says, it says, take heed to how you hear, pay attention to how you hear. I want to challenge us all with this in our discipleship as we exit church today. Your discipleship is your disciplines. I want to submit to, to you that every last one of us has got some of this in us. Can we, can we at least own that part? Okay, all right. If you want to own that part, you have the most. <laughs> Right? And I want you to, as you're exiting church today, I want to challenge us all in this regard. I know it's a, I know it's a direct message, but you first time like, whoa. Wow. But here's what I've discovered. Whenever God directly confronts us, it's because he wants to directly bless us. Can you thank him for his love that would bring a message like this that would challenge us? It's challenging. Literally, I was sitting down yesterday. I had to close my laptop and just walk around. And then I said, no, I'm just going to do the other one. Because I had another one. I'm going to do two different ones. I want to challenge you in your discipleship. What did Judas stop doing? So he was in church faithfully. So that's the first part of discipleship. So I want to challenge you to do that. If you're not in church faithfully, I want to challenge you to faithful church attendance, Sundays, Wednesdays. Here's number two. Take notes. What did Judas stop doing? Being a student. How do you know he stopped being a student? Because when the woman with the alabaster box was there, he was doing something else, not being a student. How do you know he wasn't being a student? Because his response isn't that of a student. It's that of an expert. She needs to do this. And Jesus says, if you keep reading, leave her alone. He says, she's doing something good for me. And you give it, leave her alone. 
Can I submit something to you today, 915? Before you start pointing the finger at everybody else, leave them alone and let them work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. Somebody say, I'm working on me. Then I want to challenge you this. Review, review the podcast, the YouTube, the Facebook. Judas stopped reviewing what he learned because he was so busy having conversations with Jesus haters. He was so busy talking to everybody about stuff that didn't matter that he stopped going back and replaying when Jesus says, one of you will betray me. He stopped going over the lesson. He stopped reviewing. I know this is simple. I know y'all want some deep Hebrew and Greek words. Maybe I'll do another message at 1115. And then watch this. Then share it with others. Judas stopped sharing the good news with other people. How do you know he stopped sharing it, Bishop? Because why didn't, when they came to him and said, we want to take Jesus down, why didn't he say, well, have you seen what he's done? Did you see how he accepted me? Did you see what he did for that blind boy? Did you see what he did with this one? I, I know you don't like him because he threatens your way of life. And I know, I know you don't like him because he's bold and you're used to men that are passive. I know you don't like him because of this. But have you considered what he's doing? Have you looked at what he's done? He stopped sharing the good news. He stopped telling them that. So instead the conversations are, yeah, we're going to get him. We're going to tear him down. Who Jesus think he is? He just think he all that. He think he God. He is. They weren't used to seeing that type of strength come from Nazareth. Here it is. Ten church faithfully. Take notes. Review the messages. Share it with others. And then here's your discipleship. Repeat it. Judas can't remain in you when the light is in you. I know it's simple, right? A lot of the issues we face are us betraying ourselves. That's the truth. It's our emotions betraying us. You have one bad day. I guess I'm just not good enough. You know what's funny? And I'm really done. I'm really done because I got to get you to harvest you. I went over my time. Um... If, if, uh, if I put a fish and had that fish to try to climb a tree, you look at that fish and say, that fish isn't good. That's because it's not in its element. If I put that fish in water, you say, that's a genius. What are you saying? But your emotions will betray you and say, you're not good at anything. Give up on your wife. Give up on your kids. Give up on your family. Give up on this. Stop praying. Stop giving. None of it works. Stop this. Stop that. And the Judas in you will betray you. And then leave you standing by yourself. And I pray that that would not be your story. I know this was a, I know this was a direct message, but did anybody get something out of this today that... Can we just give him a shout of victory knowing that if he's confronted us, it's because he's ready to bless us.
Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.